This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. I am, I always like to set stage for you listeners out there. So sitting in my office, nice, beautiful, sunny day, joined by the president and CEO, Mr. Chris Romer, here of the Vail Valley Partnership. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Nice to have you as a guest today. Always a little nerve-wracking to have your boss as a guest, but uh, no. We'll make it as difficult as we can. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, and not to blow smoke or anything or say nice things about you, but uh, I got really excited when I read the article last week that you wrote in the uh, newsletter. And it was talking about Neon Deon Sanders, someone I've loved since I was a little kid as well. I know that you talked about that, that you had, but just the whole idea, you've got a little bit more. You're a CU grad. Deion Sanders is now the coach of the CU Buffaloes, but uh, there's so much more to Deion than, uh, than just the neon lights and all the, the flash. And there's some substance there. I think there really is. And in the, in the newsletter and in the Vail Daily column that I've received quite a bit of, of nice feedback from people, um, I, think it's, I think there are so many parallels between what Coach Prime is doing in Boulder and his approach to program building and his approach with his players that can absolutely be translated directly to businesses and directly to how communities work. Um, so we explored that a little bit in the in the letter and look forward to exploring that with you over the next few minutes. I want to know uh, where you, and this is interesting because I said Neon Dion, and then you said Coach Prime. Are those two different people? And uh, tell me when your love affair started with uh, Neon Dion Sanders. Yeah, well, I'll answer the second part of that question first. <laughs> My love affair started in the, in the 80s yeah. at Florida State when he was playing both ways on offense and on defense. And he was a he was a flashy flashy character, but but more than that, he backed it up. Yeah. So I always appreciated him, um, and a little less so with the with the 49ers, um, because I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they beat us in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and a little bit less with the Cowboys because no one really likes the Cowboys. They, they pretend. But I always appreciated um, at the time um, Neon Dion, as he was known. Uh, but then he went and played baseball for the Cincinnati Reds yeah. and Atlanta Braves and New York Yankees. And he won Super Bowls and he won World Series. And as a, as a kid who was an athlete growing up and who remains a sports fan, um, I always had immense respect for people like Bo Jackson and people like Deion Sanders that could do two things um, that are inherently difficult to do individually yes. and did them both at a world-class level. So I always had, a, I always had an appreciation, you know, as he... A little bit of the the history here, as he was being talked about for the CU head coach, I said to friends and roommates and to to Stacy, I said I'm glad they're talking to him because CU has been off the radar for 25 years. They yeah. just haven't been on the national scene, so I'm glad they're talking to him. But he's a Florida guy. He's a Texas guy. He's never going to come to Colorado. And as they progress through, like, wow, they're really talking to him. Maybe this is serious. This could be an epic train wreck. This could end really badly. Um, and then they continued talking and progressed to the point of um, it being real. And I said, I'm, I'm like 80% all in on this. Yeah. This could be, you know, this could be good. Good for them for taking a risk and taking a chance. And when he had his first press conference uh, with the team, actually, it wasn't even a press conference. His first meeting with the team, a team that was statistically one of the worst teams in the past 25 years, a team that won one game, 
a team that lost by an average of somewhere around 35 or 38 points a game, a team that really was a, a, a national laughingstock, right? Yeah. They were bad, historically bad. And he said to those players, um, I'm bringing, you, you better be here to play because I'm bringing my baggage and it's Louis. There's Louis Vuitton. I'm like, I'm 100% all in on this guy. I said, I don't care if it doesn't end well. Um, good for them for taking a chance. Good for them for doing something different. Um, and I'm 100% in on all of it. So to answer your question, is it the same guy? I think it is. Um, it's evolved. Yeah. From being a player to being a coach is different. It's evolved, but it, it's, he's authentic. None of this is an act, which I think is one of the lessons that, that we can apply to, to businesses and organizations and communities is that if you're authentic, you, you change over time, but you remain true to that, that true north of who you are. Um, and not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always appreciated him. I think Neon Dion and Coach Prime are the same person with an evolution in the, the role that they play. Nice, nice. As we all can be, as we all can grow in that. And I always appreciate that you say he backed it up, you know, because he was flashy in that Muhammad Ali kind of way, but uh, in that same way, always backed it up and always put in the work to be there. Authenticity is a great way to start. So uh, what are some other lessons that we can learn from Coach Prime? Yeah, so I, I, I jotted down some notes on this because I think it's important. And I think that building from our, the previous discussion, you know, it's, it's very easy to see the difference he's making. Right? He's making a fundamental difference in these kids' lives. He's making a fundamental difference in that, that program and that school. The other day he said, my goal is to bring enough revenue to this athletic program that we can have a baseball team again. And I was like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> That's <laughs> really cool that he's thinking past that. He's Wait, thinking But take us a step back. Yeah. Take us a step back because uh, you say that we know the good things he's doing. What are some of the things he's yeah, doing? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Uh, five observations. Number one, um, what, what did he do? What has he done in the short time he's been there? Regardless of future outcomes, these are things that are, are fact, I think. Um, number one, he set a vision for the team. He set a vision where there's no... The vision for the team where the, they're all bought in and the administration's bought in and the community's bought in, the simple fact of the matter is when there's no vision, you're guaranteed to fail. Yeah. People will fail if there's no vision. Um, that's an application to community or, or to business. Number two. Well, I like the vision piece because I, I'm looking at you, an alumni who has a community that's separated from Boulder now but, uh, and does a ton of work in this community, but you're still feeling drawn back to Boulder just because of what Coach Prime is doing. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. He set a vision for, and that community goes beyond the parochial boundaries of the school or the, or the town, yeah. right? Um, it's alumni. It's others. Um, number two, it, again, a, a very applicable to communities and to businesses. He built a core leadership team surrounding himself with successful coaches and identifying players who model those right values and behaviors. He, he has told those kids in no uncertain terms that they're expected to show up to class, that they're not allowed to wear flip-flops, that they're to respect women and the trainers there to respect their professors and do their homework, you know, and that's, that's been lax over the years. In the early 2000s, the program was in all kinds of trouble for not doing any of those things, sure. respecting women, being respectful to professors and the university. It doesn't mean a kid won't screw up, but there's, he's surrounded himself with a great coaching staff and great people 
um, to help him do the work um, and identifying players who that resonates with, um, which is it's great to see. Yeah. Well, and student athlete. I like that, too. The whole idea that they're students first. I, that's one of the things that I heard him say is that they're not athletes. They're student athletes. And that uh, that's so important. And, you know, that's your applicable business is that we're all students. We're all learning uh, as you know, as well as doing the thing we have to do. Yeah, that's right. And it's, you know, building on that, I think point three, he he instilled confidence in the team collectively and the individuals. Um, gosh, in so many ways, the slogans, I ain't hard to find. We come in, we hear um, those, those visual monikers, the, the prime logo with the 21 built in, the, the no captains, the team doesn't have captains. The team has leaders and the team has dogs. And some of the leaders aren't dogs. Some of the dogs aren't leaders. And by dogs, D-A-W-G-S, right? Yeah. In, a, in a positive way. Um, so instead of having a C on their uniform, these kids have L's and, and D's. And no one's doing that, right? It's authentic. It's real. It instills confidence in those players. It gives them something bigger to build for. And he gives them the personal time and attention. Um, he's coming off the field at halftime of a game saying, Travis Hunter is my third son, and he should be just wrap up the Heisman Trophy and give that to him. No coach does that. Yeah. He's spotlighting his players. They, he gets a lot of the press. But if you really pay attention to what he's saying, it's not about him. It's about his players. And he's on media stuff and national stuff. And he's talking about kids playing both ways on offense and defense. And he's actively recruiting. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about the atmosphere and the environment and the culture that, that he's helped build. So it's that instilling that confidence from a team that inherently had every reason to be one of the least confident in the past 20 years of any school anywhere is pretty remarkable. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just keep I going. I haven't heard all these slogans yet. Are they plastered around Folsom? I know you've all been to a game. Oh, well, we're going, yeah, all over the place. They're plastered on, on sweatshirts and merchandise and... Um, and all of that. You're going to spend a lot of money, aren't you? Uh, yeah, you know what? That's what you do. Um, and number four, I think that what, what Coach Prime has done that can be applied to communities and businesses um, is identify opportunities to strengthen each player on the team and each position on the roster um, with the idea that practice makes permanent, right? The idea that it's all of those people have an individual role to play, but they're part of a bigger team. Right? They're part of that bigger effort. And, and that's true in every business, every organization, in every community, that we have people who have strengths. But when they work together with the people next to them and the people office next to them or the people in the organization next door to them, and they find ways to collaborate and they find ways to work together, and they find ways to buy into a, a common vision that we talked about earlier, it just strengthens the entire infrastructure. <laughs> I'm hearing, I'm listening to all these things that you're saying, and is it funny that, uh, or did you think about this when you're writing this at all, being a Ted Lasso fan? There's a lot of similarities in some of the ways that uh, some of the things coaching, talking about the human, the team, rather than the individual, rather than the goals. 
I'm embarrassed to say I have not watched Ted Lasso. What? Yet. You haven't been there? Oh my word! All right, we're, we're, that's a whole other podcast. So it's it's clearly accidental. Right. But I'll, I promise to watch because everyone tells me I need to watch it. Well, there so. you go. But it is. It's about the human, about the person, about the... He says at one point, I could care less what the final score is. I want these young men to be the best versions of themselves. And it sounds like the same thing that Coach Prime is saying. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, he... And this is really point five. He found a way to inspire, motivate, and hype the, his team through the, through the presentations and, and speeches. And there's probably not very many coaches at any level who have that authenticity and that ability to do that in a pregame, postgame, halftime, whatever it might be, um, recruiting. And again, because he makes it all about them. Yeah. He makes it about Travis Hunter. He makes it about the team. He makes it about the freshman running back that he's been mentoring since he was five years old. He makes it about them. He believes in them. He praises them. He <laughs> corrects them. You see him on the sideline grabbing their shoulder pads and having a discussion with them. And he's doing it with all of them, yeah. right? From the, the guys who don't get the credit to the superstars. Um, so it's, he's really building that, that sense of um, belief and that sense of, um, that sense of praise to build into all the things we talked about. So long story short. Wait, everyone who thinks you didn't really see Ted Lasso when you said belief right there, they went, come on, you'll, you'll get it at some point. I haven't. I have not seen. You all know. You're with me. I have not seen Ted Lasso. I need to. I I pledge to watch Ted Lasso, but it um you know for 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 Prime Coach Prime and for the um, culture that he's building, he's already succeeded. If he stays, I hope he stays in Boulder for a long time. Um, but even if he leaves shortly um, for another opportunity, he's he's succeeded. Yeah. He's built something special. Um, he's done something that is probably very unique to his ability to do. Um, and there's so many lessons, if we take the time to look at it, of how our local organizations and communities can do the same thing. Yeah. I hear a lot of community development in all of this. I hear a lot of community building. I hear a lot of partnerships. I mean, that's what teamwork is, but uh, it's personified in the CU team right now and uh, in the culture around it. Even my parents who live in Longmont. The, the CU buzz, the whole flavor right now is just off the hook. Yeah, it, it's it really, hasn't been this way since Cordell Stewart, baby. <laughs> those were those were my times. Those were my times. The miracle in Michigan and Cordell and Rashan Salam and the and the crew. Eric Bieniemy. But yeah. it's um it, it's a it's a fun thing to see, and you know I, I I see things like that happening, and I I, I just know that in today's nationally divided world, that we can do so much better at a local level. Um, and we have it inherently within us here in Eagle County to, to look at what's happening in Boulder and what's happening with that CU program and say, yeah, there are lessons that we can learn and there are ways that we can, um, we can take some of these things around vision and leadership and confidence and opportunity and apply them in our individual organizations authentically to our organizations, right? We don't, we don't need our leaders and CEOs and elected officials to try and be Coach Prime because it wouldn't work and yeah. it wouldn't, wouldn't be authentic. But the core lessons are core leadership lessons, um, regardless of who's delivering them. Um, so I think it's a it's a really fun thing. Um, we'll see how the season goes. I'm I'm on record before the before the. Yeah, first I was going to ask for a prediction. Come on. I, I was on record saying if he wins four 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 games, that he should get national coach coach of the year votes. Wow. Um, I'm not ready to change that. I I will say success 
has occurred, yeah. regardless of what, what happens on the field, because he's changed the culture. Um, they've got a really rough schedule. We'll see how it plays out. I think Uber success is six wins in a bowl game, making it to a bowl game, winning six games with that schedule, coming off of a historically terrible program, statistically the worst college football team since the year 2000. Um, if you get to a bowl game, that is a, a, a miracle in the terms of um, the 1980 men's <laughs> Olympic team. Good. So it's that level of that level of achievement. Ah, the miracle on turf. That's uh, what Dion is pulling off right now. So wait, last question. Uh, you used to be able to walk up to Folsom, get a ticket for about eight to ten bucks, and go watch football games. That still work? I think you need to add two zeros to Holy that. Holy cow! I think it's, no tickets are. I think tickets are going for upwards of um, five hundred dollars a game, and they are. They've sold out four games out of their six home games, um, and they haven't done that since nineteen ninety six. So. We talk about culture change. The culture has changed. That's so cool. All right. Thank you for those lessons. Thank you for that cool article and for uh, for letting us know just a little bit more about uh, what Deion Sanders is doing. Your alma mater crushing it out there. And uh, if people want more information on leadership programs or anything like that, valevalleypartnership.com. My guest today is Chris Romer, president and CEO. My name's Eric. Thanks for your time today. Hey, go Buffs. Go Buffs. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.